So, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night, whenever you listen to this. This is Match Media alongside my critique of Padding Crime, Akal Medina. Hello, hello, hello. And this is another episode of BS Beats and Bailey. And um, at the time of this recording, it's the Sunday, well, technically one week after Carnival Sunday. So, yes, folks, you know, Carnival 2020. You know, right. has, uh, you know, came and went. Um, you know, yeah. uh, Kess and Iowa won. You know, road match for Stage Gone Bad, which admittedly is a much right. better song. Conchel, let's be real about that. I mean, this right. is Kess's first win, and this is Iowa's um, first win in like what twenty years, whatever it is. I think he won back in the nineties. Yeah, you know what I mean. But um, you know, what I mean yeah. that that aside, um, also to just you know just stuff that just happened right and yeah technically this is our little pre-ramble where we just mentioned stuff that happened during the yeah. week before we kind of jump into official I'll quickly mention I'll uh-huh. quickly mention that um, you know <laughs> sometimes road matches kind of feel like the Oscars you know where somebody should have <laughs> wait for something else and now they yeah, win I, for this thing like yeah yeah I, I, the funny thing about it too eh? uh, the funny thing is is that this was a song that they had from last year they recorded it last year but because right. of the success of Kess's uh Savannah Grass, which came second, um, you know, we and which which and Law, sorry, to um, Family, which featured Skinny Fabulous and Bungie Gala and Marshall, right? And Concha was technically like a sequel to it, somewhat, if you think about it. But yeah, yeah. Um, I don't know. I just felt like this year our music just really felt like 2019 shit. You know what I mean? Even right now, right. Adia Batson's Fat, which came out in 2019, but was right. just killing it, though. You know what I mean? So we didn't, we just, this kind of obliviously fact that, you know, this thing kind of came out like late. 2019, right? But yeah, I don't know. It's just the, the music just had this 2019 feel. I mean, I could go into detail about, you know, the the, the quality of our music, but yeah, I don't know. I just find as, as far as carnivals go, uh, last year was, was, was better, you know what I mean? Um, in terms of music, in yeah. terms of just the feel, the vibe of everything, but you know, it is what it is. Um, also, shout out to, you know, Southside Lifestyle and Mike Wise, you know, we, for who 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 dropped his uh, his latest mixtape, uh, Mike Wise Mad, on <laughs> Ash Wednesday. Uh, both of us checked it out uh, as much as we want to do a review of it. Like, I did, like, a little write-up of it on my um, IG account. You know, we have probably linked it, uh, linked to my account below. Um, yeah, I, I totally dug it. You know, it was just that... that Carnival cool down that Ash Wednesday cool down that we that we all needed and just bars pun bars man and you know just quotables just tons of quotables on that though so right. yeah um, as I mentioned it I actually will put the link to it um, below as well um but yeah you said you, well you had a couple of things that you want to mention some some big news that took place well sorry kind of big as said uh, in a way uh, that took place uh, last week so you know you could just take it away. Yeah, uh, Bob Iger, right? Yes, 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 yes. I mean, come on, that's that's big. That's like big news. You just out and they just replace him. I know what's going on. But yeah. that's like, okay. That's really like sudden. You know, really sudden. <laughs> did, did he did he so, do or say anything wrong or something? I don't know. That was the inside. What's going on there? Um. But yeah, uh, that is just kind of the big news. Yeah, Bob Iger, head of Disney, is out. Um, not sure when he, I don't know when he officially out exactly. I think he's probably out by, I think, a few months. He's not out, out, out yet. But, you know, he just, you know, resigned, decided to leave. And then, like, I forget who is he re- replaced by again. A, a Bob Chapek is replacing him right, as Chapek, a right. chief executive uh, officer. Okay, right. Okay. Yeah, um, but you know, it's 
a big deal. So this is huge. I mean, he was, you know, over over watching over, you know, probably Disney's most controversial period in a hot minute. Uh, you know, not since probably before the period of, um, you know, the Renaissance period, where yeah. had a lot of big cups and, and big periods, you know, all the Marvel cinematic stuff, all the Star Wars stuff, all that shit. All that stuff. So isn't yeah, yeah this is a kind of end of an era, though, uh, in my opinion. You know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, well, well. To be fair, to be fair, though, well, um, just just for you guys who kind of still nothing you know, um, he will be stepping down um, next year, but but still, it was right, announced. Right. It's official, so it's kind of like um, you know what he held still, you know. Yeah, 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 yeah. Well, yeah, yeah. the news. Yeah, it's, it's, it's interesting. So it's just would mention it. Yeah, um, it, it, um, most definitely, most definitely. Right. Um, other things, what else? Wait. Oh, uh, well, Jada Kiss album was supposed to come out yesterday. It didn't. So it has been postponed for next yeah. week. So um, not, I'm not sure about... why exactly. I've been seeing a few right. videos. Um, well, not not promoting the album, but just stuff with him. I, I think he, there was one video where he was talking about, um, you know, um, Pop Smoke, who, who passed away a few weeks ago. Rest in peace to Pop right. Smoke. Um, but other than that, no real build-up or hype for the album, though. But, right, right. Hey, it's just a kiss, uh, so you know we, we will be looking forward to what he puts out in twenty twenty, man. Right, and he um, you know, because he only had he only had the, the, the track with the people Bryson sample in it. Um, me, yes, um, yeah. good track, love it. Uh, it, it kind of reminds me of um, by your side, uh, great track, and then he have another track out. But I'm not sure if it's if this track on the album, but this 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 all this other track has also been floating around the internet. Um, there's um, a track called Hunting Season with, with, uh, with, oh, <coughs> sorry, sorry. Uh, yeah, uh, Hunting Season with, um, Pusha T. I like, all right, you know, and track hard. So I'm not, not sure if that's the album, but that's like the only new content from 2020. I've heard, well, 2019, mm-hmm. I should say. Um, all right, all right. That's it. I ain't sure what's going on with the rest of this, too. So, yeah, well, hopefully you'll put it out and we'll get some. You know some stuff. Yes, yes, for sure. Oh yeah, Thundercat new stuff uh, coming out. Um, yeah, um, new... and actually he has an album coming out. Well, out I should right. say. Call it is what it is. Um, I yeah. will be checking out for sure because I I kind of enjoyed his last project. Um, Drunk I think it was called. Um, yeah, that's the one with the like the really dope seventies looking uh, vinyl cover. You know me that totally fuck with that. Yeah, yeah. But right. I, I I really dug that album. Um, back when it came out, and you know just. Just kind of looking forward to see what he brings to the table. I have not seen yeah. that video that he put out. The what was the Dragon Ball? What was Dragon what was the Ball Duran? Dragon Ball, Ball Duran. Duran, right? Yeah. yeah. Um, it's yes. Pretty funny. Um, I forget the other other celebrities in it, but it's starring uh, well, Miguel Quintabi, she in it um, from from Black Lady Sketch Show. Um, right. She's in the video. It's, it's absolutely hilarious. So yeah, right. I you know I just. Like this new run through. Yeah, same here too. Same here too. Um, I haven't checked the video out as yet, but normally what I do, like you know, as the project is out, I will just listen to the album, try to get a feel of how it is, and then okay, I hear the song. The song is dope, and then I want to see the visuals, and I'll be like, oh, okay, this this kind of fit the vibe of the album or what he's going for. I- if it's quirky or crazy or insane or whatever it is, but um, yeah, I I definitely will be checking out that. Dragon Ball Durag video as soon as I check out that um that Thundergat um album. Um oh, I really hope to enjoy it. Right. All right. And speaking of new things that came out, uh oh yes, and yes, we will be talking about some um some other stuff, right? But um 
before we get to that thing, we just want to mention also uh, what we what we'll be talking about in this episode here. So um, we will be talking about um, season one of Harley Quinn that wrapped up about a week or so ago. So we'll just share our thoughts on that. Also, right. um, the latest DC well Warner animation film feature film Superman Red Sun. This is one that you know a lot of people were excited for. Me, not that. Uh, like I would say, I will confess right off the bat. Like I haven't, I had no, like I haven't read the the, the Red Sun stuff until like about <laughs> last night. Literally, like I just yeah. kind of went online, just saw the, just read the first issue, just for me to get a feel of things. Like I know it's a three parter, but I know I was good to fish it up yeah. in time. But um, uh, I just want to get a feel right. of things before jumping into the movie, and I will right. share my thoughts on that just from that relation. Um, right. Also. Right. A movie that I didn't even know existed until you mentioned to me because we both met up yesterday and you mentioned this movie being kind of badass called VFW. (laughs) And um, as someone who is a huge fan of cult films and, you know, like a on-again, off-again connoisseur of, you know, all things Grindhouse, yeah, um, I was intrigued for the word go once I saw that post and, you know, once you told me about how how awesome it was. So, yeah, we both checked it out. You'll share your thoughts on that. And finally, a movie that um, I was still kind of iffy about. And to be honest, because a lot of shit just, just happened last week. I mean, yes, as, as much as I kind of enjoyed Carnival, you know what I mean? There was just a lot of a lot of shenanigans that took place, um, you know, on my end. Uh, mostly with my laptop that I'm using here to record this uh, episode you're listening to right now, guys. But yeah, um, I did not get to see Sonic the Hedgehog, man. I really wanted to just to see if it was as good as some people were seeing. But I know... Okay. Um, a couple of reviewers were just like one review in, in particular on um on Rajib.com gave it one star because he just uh well that that critic found it to be too basic, too inoffensive. Like, you know, there's no edge to it, it's just there, it's meant to do this thing, but it's only kind of designed for kids to really enjoy. And I don't know right. if the fans of the character or the games were really appreciated. So I, I don't know if you are a fan. Well, I know that you're a fan of the cartoon, the, the, the TV series. Um, I don't know if yeah, you, I mean, you had that in your mind uh, watching this. Right. I Well, we, as I said, we can talk about it. But as uh, yeah, it was... We'll talk about it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, yeah, for real, for real. Um, before, 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 just, just a close of the, the, the ram, um, pre-ramble here. Um, we're supposed to be getting, well, actually, tonight the time is recording here. Um, a special episode of The Simpsons where they kind of um, poking fun at the Avengers, the last two Avengers movies. That would be, okay. um, you know, uh, Infinity War and Endgame. The poster for it, it's called Bad the Bad Guy, actually is in the vein of the Infinity War trailer. Uh, right. They were promoted it a few days ago. I was excited. I think it has to do with some of the superhero characters that appeared on the series. But then again, for me personally, like I'm not saying I hate The Simpsons, right? Like I, I grew up on it, literally did. I remember when it when it came out, like back in like 1990 on Channel Two, and you know my parents were like, "Oh my God, same damn in hell," you know what I mean? That 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 was that was the days, right? But since then, since it has been going on strong, well, kind of strong now, I kind of lost track of it. I'm more focused on like um, American Dad and yeah, Family Guy. Yes, I'm actually one of the few people. Watch Family yeah. Guy, not, not on a regular basis, too. This, this to be, this to be clear. But I do see Simpsons' place in pop culture. I just think right. that it's uh, time enough to wrap up. I think they are going to wrap yeah. up very soon, actually. But the point is, this is a special, you know, mean like clearly poking fun at, at the MCU. So I'm just curious to see 
how that plays out. Um, if it's right. anything we're talking about, then I guess we could talk about it uh, next week. But yeah, Ricardo, if you care to check it out, yeah, I mean, we'll see yeah, what I'll, they do. I'll probably, <laughs> I'll, I'll probably make it effort. I'm, I'm in your same place with Simpsons. I mean, so I showed that should have ended, um, you know, and I felt it could have ended with um, remember the episode where, they were see, where Lisa was the president in the future. To me, that that's like the best place to end it. Um, okay, okay. I thought you were going to say when the yeah. movie came out. The movie was nah, nah. actually was, was pretty solid, by the way. Pretty solid. Uh, I actually didn't like the movie. But I'll say, I'll say it should have come out. Instead of coming out in 2000. When it came out? 2005? No, 2700. Um, seven, okay. Yes, yeah, seven it came Just out. <laughs> right. I would argue it should have come out in 2000. It should have come out in 1995. Like, if that film came out in 1995, I'd like it more. Because the movie, right, I mean, right, the movie right. fell flat. Fell flat. It came out way too late for a movie, for a Simpsons movie. So, like, by then, I, I was so not excited for it. Uh, right. You see how Spock brought out a movie, like, what, two or three years after the, the show first aired? That's yeah, when he had to bring out it. Bigger, long, and uncut. And it was, yeah. it was so great and so impactful. They didn't, even, they didn't even need to do another movie, you know what I mean? But, yeah, exactly. you're right. Mm-hmm. But, yeah, I find Simpsons, 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 just, I don't know, they just kind of play the pop culture game kind of bad in, now, in that sense now. Of timing and thing, I find the movie, movie's not the worst thing ever. But true, true. But like, I mean, it has its moments, uh, and yeah, right. it does feel like an extended, extended find, episode. But you know, yeah, it, that is the problem. It just felt like an extended episode. And to me, it had so many cool things they could have bring back with Simpsons, and they didn't bring it back. Like you know, Sideshow Bob, where Sideshow Bob in this movie, or um, Hank Scorpio, or somebody like that. I don't know. Yeah, yeah. But that's it. Uh, right. But yeah, I'll, I'll watch it. I'll take it in. Yeah, since this is something that could have done by now, but whatever. I I don't know. I just kind of move on. Right, right, right. Anyway, right. So um, so the thing that happened, um, you know, last week I was recording here uh, is that we got the first trailer for the, well, not so much the revival or reboot, but the official sequel, I, I, I guess, the official sequel to um, Candyman. Um, yes, we, we got the trailer for that. Um, so, okay, so just talking briefly, right? Um, I am not the biggest fan of Candyman. Um, it's like, I, I saw it way, way, way back when. I, I kind of forgot how it went and all that kind of stuff. Like, I know, you know, the premise, premise is, re- is great in my opinion, really dark and twisted. Um, yeah. but I just haven't seen the movie in ages, so I don't really need to check it out before watching this one here. Well, obviously, because it's a sequel, right? But it's over the years, I kind of saw how people really call it a classic, you know what I mean? Um, uh, people really put it on high regard. Some people seen it's one of the best Clive, Park, um, Clive Barker, you know, horror films or, yeah, horror films ever made. And um, I don't know, it's just for me, like, because I haven't revisited in a long time, maybe if I watch it again, I'll be like, yes, I understand this is a classic. This is why it deserves the sequel here. But uh, from what I'm seeing here... Um, well, it was surprising though because I thought it was it was literally was actual remake of it, so it wouldn't um, it wouldn't be Tony Todd anymore; it'd be somebody else. But right. apparently, yes, Tony Todd is going to be here. He is going to be reprise the role of of Candyman, so that's awesome, right? Um, but we gain new characters, like we have um, Yaya Abdul Mateen II, yeah. who blew us away with his portrayal of Doctor Manhattan in that Watchmen limited series. You know, he was fantastic in that. Yeah. Um, another sell too is that it's co-written by um, Jordan Peele, um, and it's well, it's him, somebody else, and the director who is um, Nia Da Costa, um, who I believe this is her 
So it's actually her second feature, actually. This this just making sure it's actually his second feature. I thought it was the first. Yeah. Um what I'm digging about it so far, guys, this this talk um just talking about it from what I've seen with the, the two times I saw the trailer, is that it's this hidden secret, you know, I mean Candyman existed. It's a secret that this town is trying to hide. And well, Yaya is this artist who moves in with his girlfriend. And he just kind of like intrigued by this thing. He wants to learn more about it. And then one thing we see next, people, you know, do what they're not supposed to do. Look in the mirror, see his name five times and death, right. right? But what I'm getting here is that because he's becoming more and more obsessed with it, um, I don't know if it's, again, the impression, I can't remember, I haven't seen the, the first movie in ages, that the spirit of Candyman is possessing him. And maybe right. he's going around killing people, because, you know, once they say the name five times. So it's either he's possessing um, possessing him or possessing other people. I assume he's going to possess other people as well. Right. And it's just this thing about him losing his mind and all that kind of stuff. So I, I, I kind of get from Jordan's perspective, because I know he's going to try to add a little bit of social, you know, issues into it now. You know what I mean? Trying to keep certain things buried. You know what I mean? Like the, the pain of you know, the past and slavery and all that kind of stuff. Like, should it stay buried or yeah. hidden forever? Yeah. You know what I mean? That kind original, of vibe. Yeah, the original, yeah, and the original um, did reference that. Eh? So, yes, uh, yes. I don't know what they're going to do with it. Yeah. Forward, no. Right. Um, I forgot to mention, too, um, Tiona Paris, who appeared in um, If Bill Street Could Talk, she was fantastic in that. Uh, she she plays um, she plays well Abdul's um, girlfriend in this one, um, and of course of course the icing on the cake, or should I say the honey all over this trailer, the interpolation of Desi's child say my name, it was perfect. It was so perfect, right? And I realized like like. <laughs> Like, yes, it's on the nose, but oh gosh, man, it, it just works, right? And it's just kind of funny, too, because, yeah, you know, with today's trailers, they always have to take, like, some famous song and twist it to make it sound horrific and spooky and scary. But this right. case is like, yeah, it's a pop song. It's from a black hour, you know. It's from Beyonce and, you know, those, those the, and the other, you know, Destiny Child as well. And so it kind of just fits John Peel's Addy, you know, because remember with um, us from last year, where he took, um, where he took, you know, um, I got five on it from um, Lunas. Right. You know I mean, that, that was yeah. great, right? But yeah, but with that song, we, we didn't know the context of it. It was just a song that we knew. It's a hip-hop classic, but we weren't sure how they were going to use it in the movie. And then when you saw it, it's like, okay, that's clever. Could have been any other song, but it was that. All right, cool. But this one, right. it, it kind of works because it does have people like, yeah, like I, I haven't heard anybody say, Nah, this song shouldn't be in it. This is garbage, chill. But yeah, other than that, I'm excited for this. We're supposed to be getting this in June. Um, yeah, itself kind of started with some really shitty horror films, which is why, which is the reason why we haven't reviewed um, Brahms the Boy Two or Fancy Island or um, what's the boy, other one? I, I don't understand how they can make somehow make the first boy worse because I find I know right. The first, <laughs> the first boy was goofier. Uh, I, I didn't do... know that till after the fuck. I didn't know it was goofy till after the fuck. Huh? Right, right. Nobody. And then the big reveal at the end. Then it's like, all right, that's a kind of that's a kind of cool idea, but it, it's still goofy. Right. But then right, this right. Come on, total nonsense too. Like seriously, <laughs> this direction I went to this, hated it. Yeah, but yeah. Um, not much more I could say. I'm excited for this, and not just because it's John Peel name on this, not just because it's Monkey Paw Productions, but it's an iconic horror character and. I really want to see how they're going to use him or explore his character in 2020. So, yeah, sign me up. I'm, I'm excited for this one. So, uh, right. what, what were your thoughts on the trailer? And, you know, were you, are you excited to see this 
that's the thing. Can you, I really want to see what they're going to do to that. Again, as I said, John Peel, John Peel is the man. I would have been standing him more if, um, if, um, we call him, what was, was not, uh, Bob Barry me. Jenkins, right? Ha ha, right. Uh, who did, who did, um, if Beale Street could talk, by the way, right? Right, yeah. If, if, you know, if he wasn't in existence, yeah, I would have, I would have, been, I would have been standing him more, but, uh, you know, he good. Not great. He hasn't done anything truly brilliant for me. I mean, I, I like Get Out a lot. Eh? Let's be clear yeah. about that. In fact, I like um, Us I, a lot. I, Us is a show. Yeah, I really enjoy Us. But Us is one that I feel if I watch it like two more times, I'm going to be like, yeah, it's a classic. But <laughs> for now, yeah. I, I think Get Out is the better film. That's it. Right. Well, no, I, I like both films. It, it, it's still good stuff for me, but it's not um, in Rope Main fully yet with this finished level of work as compared to Barry Jenkins, where both of his films truly blew me away. Now. Um, right. So, uh, I'm excited. He's not directing. It's okay. But he write it. So, I want to see what they're going to do with it. I want to see what is the... I forget the director's name. What's the name again? Um, 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 Neil DaCosta. Okay. So, you know, I, want to, I don't know her work at all. So, I'll, I'll go, go give that a chance. See what's going on. And then yeah. we go, go from there. Yeah. Hopefully, it's going to be, like, best stuff. Hopefully. Hopefully. Um, but like I see... Yeah, kind of sad. Of pretty weak with um, with horror films, uh, which reminds me. But we'll mention it in the end as well. Uh, the Invisible Man is coming out um this week. Um, and it is recorded. I mean, he ended up right, right. things about this show, even though premise wise, it's kind of like, okay, so Psycho X stalking Miss Elizabeth Moss. All right, cool. And I know right. you know, like like. <laughs> She she she's always plays characters who go through hell. Like I realize that, but um, I'm really curious to see how they they work that whole invisible thing. But when that time right. comes, we'll see. But yeah, um, yeah, really excited for Candyman here. All right, so moving on now, uh, let's talk finally. Well, you know, the full season has wrapped up. Let's talk Harley Quinn, man. Sure. Yes, you know, we for the first few episodes that we saw, um, back when we talked about it along with um, with not Titan. Yes, with Titan season two. Uh, we right. were pre- we were we were we were enjoying. It. I think it was the, the premiere that we that we um that we reviewed. Um, and from there, well, just in a nutshell, what it's about, it's just the the sort of adventures and misadventures of Miss um Harley Quinzel, right? Harleen Quinzel, sorry, voice excellently by Kali Kuku. I, I really have to zero in on the the, the voice talent in this. Sir, I think that is like right. the secret sauce for this show being so great. Um. And similar, but not exactly to uh, Birds of Prey, you know what I mean? She breaks up with the Joker, and now she's trying to form right. her own, you know, nefarious group now, you know what I mean? So she yeah. teamed up with um, with Poison Ivy, who, in my opinion, is probably, like, uh, probably the best portrayal of Poison Ivy right. I've seen, like, on screen. Eh? I'm not talking about, like, yeah, yeah. comics or anything like that. Um, but yeah. Uh, also teaming up, well, eventually she she links up with characters like King Shark, who's probably right. one of the funniest characters out there. We have Doctor Psycho. Uh, right. and he's then, great, yeah. Yeah, yeah, he is. Yeah, he's he's great. He's just so crass and stuff like that. Um, and we have uh, oh yes, and my my personal favorite character, Clayface boy. Everything right. about Clayface is hilarious, and just the mere fact that he he sounds like this British thespian. So he's like, I must act like I'm in the theater. You know, what I mean? it's just hilarious and just looking at him is hilarious right <laughs> so while all this is going on you know what i mean um there's some stuff going on in the legion of doom eventually harley ends up in the legion of doom um even right. though well you know um even though 
uh, Poison Ivy was telling her no, she didn't want her to go there. There are a bunch of assholes, all that kind of stuff. Um, I love the characters there. So he introduced the characters like Bane. I love the, the portrayal of Bane in this one. Um, you see some other characters right. show up here or there. Lex Luthor shows up, of course, um, voiced excellently by Gene Carlos Esposito. I thought that was spot right, on, yeah. in my opinion. Um, but see, I wish that we saw more of Penguin, though. Like, he kind of came and went. But right. you know, when he was there, he was there. Um, seeing it with, um, you know, um, Black Man Dunner. Thought we would have seen right. more of, of those characters. But yeah, um, in a nutshell, it's like just her trying to be one of the biggest, baddest villains in Go- uh, Gotham City. You know? But at the same right. time, you have Joker. So it's this kind of, in again, sorry, this kind of on again, off again relationship between the two of them. And it's like everybody telling her, no, don't go back to Joker. Joker's an asshole. And yes, he is. Right. He's a piece of shit. But, you know, he'll always find some kind of way to bring her back and then just kind of dispose of her. I just really about her emancipating haha herself, you know, while she has her friends helping out. And, yeah, that's essentially what the show is about. Um, so, in a nutshell, what did you think about season one of Harley Quinn? Yeah, I, I, I thought it was great. I loved it. Um, it's basically, well, like I mentioned this before, it's basically Venture Brothers. Right? Yes. In the yes. DC universe. That's what it is. They they nail that that style of the humor, the shame, blase affair in terms of like, well, you know, we have to deal with, with daily shit, but we're super villains. That same joke. Same yes. joke that they did in Venture Brothers and, and Venture Brothers. Keep doing it. It's not here's the thing, it's one of those cases of a joke not being run into the ground. It's it's once you know what to do with it, it's a it's more or less an eternal golden mind for humor. And right. If it could just keep doing the whole, you know, villains, super villains, but we're we're doing normal shit and we have to deal with normal shit. And you know, they, they do the 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 um Wreck It Ralph joke of you know you're bad guys, but you're not bad guys. That thing. Yes, yes, yes. Right. Uh, once you once you run that, once you do that, well, you, you can't go wrong. And I uh I love this whole season. I thought it was great. Um, they did a lot of great character stuff with. They, they went in directions I didn't expect them to go. Um, some people wanted them to go in certain directions with certain characters. And uh, and I'm not surprised they didn't do it. But like at the same time, I thought they would have done it, but they didn't. So like one of the big things is um, the whole Harley Quinn and, and Ivy having a relationship stuff. Um, yes, 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 yes. Right. And so I thought they was going to do that, but they didn't do it. So they had the whole... Um, but they had the, the, the back and forth with Harley and... Sorry, the back and forth with Ivy and Kite Man is, is, was quite good. Yes, um, um, Kite Man being this kind of wannabe bad guy who like really trying right. hard to, to just impress um <laughs> to, to impress uh, Poison Ivy. But this scene right. him trying to is just so endearing and funny at the same time. Yeah, yeah, and, and yeah. it ultimately ended up working out in our way. And I, that, I thought he was going to do, because what I thought he was going to do it with the Kite Man and the joke with him was because he's such a douche. I thought he was going to do the whole, um, especially with, with respect to the, the Harley, Harley direction and, and Ivy, I thought he was going to do what they call you know, it's about whole thing with, with amongst women, especially with women, but in, in the LGBTQ community called Compet, right? Um, I already thought they was going to do something like that with, with Turner, uh, but they didn't do it. They just, just had it where, um, they just, they just do it with, with them together, and they end up working. I thought it was good. Yeah. Um, yeah, yeah. The, the two side characters who were great, uh, Saul, that was uh, voiced by Jason Alexander. Oh, yes, 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 He's yes. Great. Yeah, he was great. Um, um, we call she um the the book girl. Gosh, what's her name? Oh, like um, new... oh gosh, oh gosh, oh gosh. Um, on a side okay. character. Uh, this is um Saritza. Saritza. 
Uh, she's the queen of fables. She's voiced by Wanda Sykes. That's right. Uh, basically, she has this book and she pulls out all these fairy tale characters who right. can kill you and do all kind of crazy shit. Yeah, um, yeah, the, the, the episode where they introduce her, where I just see how she uses all these fairy tale characters was like nothing short of fucked yeah. up. But it was funny as yeah. hell, but it's bloody. It was just warty if you haven't right. seen it. It's kind of bloody. Right. Yeah. Yeah, so I thought I thought a lot of that was good. It it just did it just did a good job of Holly's arc. They built it well. They show she she, she has a child. They show the parent how the parents is terrible people. She always kind of yeah. had a bad. And yeah, they kind of just did the same marketing with the movie, but this this just did it a lot more smarter and nuanced than the movie did. Um, even though I still like the movie a lot, right? Just just not to to be clear about that. Um, yeah. And yeah, I uh, we, um, I I ultimately enjoyed um. You know, this is what it is. And then I love the ending. The ending is great. Yes, um, yes, yes. That final a lot of, a so- lot of, um, oh gosh, well, it's, it's kind of open-ended, but at the same time, it's like, oh, yeah. this could happen in season two. Oh, this is, like, where they stop it, where, where, where the, the, the story stops it, like, yeah. oh shit, okay. Yeah, exactly. Yeah, it was a legit surprise. A legit surprise. So all I'll say, kind of don't want to spoil it, but all I'll say, all it's out a while now, I suppose we could probably spoil it. Um, I just kind of want them to to, to to take a piss out of take the piss out of um, uh, the Todd Phillips Joker. That's all I'll see. Ah, <laughs> yes, 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 yes. Now that he um, well, now, now that he's he's back to normal, quote unquote. That's right. Yeah. yeah, yeah, yeah. But that would be cool. That would be cool. Like just seeing how his life change because yeah, he was right. kind of like a megalomaniac in the last couple of episodes. But now that he's back to normal, we'll see how. That please out there, him trying to be this right. villain all of a sudden, you know? Yeah. Yeah. Uh, yeah, so I, I really want to see them do a, a do. I thought, I thought it was great. I really want to see what season two going to be like. I heard, so I have a couple of quick, like, little things. Like, um, I heard this guy going to be um, Mr. Freeze, the fella, um, well, who played Dr. Octopus in Spider Man. Um, oh, um, Alfred Molina. Oh, he's going he's yeah, to come back. Okay. Because he, he well, did a well, play, um, Yeah. Voice once Mr. Twice in the show. I think not that much, but probably once or twice he, he appeared in it. Yeah. Right. So we'll find out. Uh, right. I don't know what's going on with it, but I thought it was it ended at a great place, a great arc for, for Harley. It made it worked as the, the final thing to her yeah. battling Joker. The end worked. Um all the stuff with it, I, I enjoyed with it. Um, um, well, what I also like too is with 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 um with Poison Ivy and what happens to her. We don't want to spoil that, but her re emergence, that's all you'll see. Yeah. Cause I was wondering if they're gonna have her be that sort of you know, this kind of modern take on Poison Ivy, not the, oh, I kind of use vines to propel myself upward or whatnot. And then they kind of do that in the end. So it's almost like she kind of evolved into the Poison Ivy that we know and love, right? Where she uses the plants to, you know, to, to an amazing degree, basically. You know? Instead of just, oh, I could do this and I kind of don't want to do that because, you know, that which is how her character was before, you know what I mean? So a dog that they, right. that they did that, that was really cool, yeah. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So yeah, I I I dug it for it was um, you know I I did really, they made an effort. It's really really smart, very very smart writing, very conscientious writing, um, very modern writing. It felt it felt very prescient, especially you know the, the time of it it going through. The, the writers very self aware, and I I I thought it was just hilarious and funny. And voice acting was solid across the board. Um, they they made good use of the DC characters. Um, yeah, like it had a whole extended bit with Aquaman. Great. Yes. Hilarious. <laughs> That was hilarious. Yeah. Yes, yeah, absolutely hilarious. I made it work. Uh, but yeah, I I I dug this. What it was, uh, I get us, I get us like a, a good nine out of ten. Actually, pretty high for me. 
Um, just okay, okay. That, that hey, yes. all right, all right, all right, cool. Yeah. Well, um, before I get to my to my rating, um, yeah, I totally agree with you. Um, so I'll just expound on what it is you said. Uh, the animation, I I thought it worked um well enough in telling the story. It has this kind of Saturday morning kind of look to things, but you know because yeah. it's you know it's uh, it's for adults. It's like all right, cool, we could get away with it and stuff that. But it makes the it makes the series you know bright and you know lively, even though yes, they do go into some dark territory, but not for too long. Uh, speaking of dark territory, I find that well, the one episode that I thought was was pretty dark was um, episode ten, boy, when when um, when Holly went back to she parents um, back in 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 yeah. sister. Like I did not expect that she parents would that messed up, Jared. But then when they, they just go in certain directions, where I'm like, nah, boy, really? Yeah, yeah. No wonder you are who you are, boy. But yeah, yeah I, I can totally understand why she become the person who she is, man. Yeah, she 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 parents are, are like real assholes, but like straight yeah, up. Yeah, real right? Um, but yeah, uh, I really dug the characterization as well, and you know, it's something that I wish that the the movie did, but this one did well. Where it's more up, it's more than okay. It's this clown character with a high pitched voice, you know, doing a bunch of stuff. There's more to her than you know what. Well, I don't want to say me, T.I. Um, there's more to her than, than her appearance, basically, right? Um, there's a lot going on inward, but, you know, it doesn't stop to kind of explore that. It's just like, well, I want to do X, and I had to go through all the stuff, whatever. And I have these, you know, folks with me, you know I mean? They're not perfect, but, you know, we do what we can. Uh. And speaking of that, though, I really love the side characters. Um, King Shark was hilarious. I love the fact yeah. that, you know, ever so often... He would just kind of go into like this blood rage and like you know just right, yeah. bite people heads over sometimes. Like, well, dog, no, I I don't know. I I just like I don't know. I can't help myself sometimes. But like I yeah. see, hands down, my favorite character is Cleefis. Every time I see him, it's yeah. hilarious. his voice is hilarious. He, he's voiced yeah. by um, Alan Tudyk, who also voices Joker perfectly. Yeah, yeah. I love this Joker here. I love how. Yeah, he yeah he's a, he is an asshole or whatnot. He is crazy. He is a megalomaniac and all that kind of stuff. But he just has this this dickishness about it. And then when you just watch him, you just laugh. You know what I mean? Even though he does some really messed up shit, right? Um, I really dug the you know the poison ivy in this one. To me, this is my favorite. You know, um, on screen incarnation of this character. You know, she's leagues beyond um, you know the the <laughs> the laughable Uma Thurman version that we got in Batman and Robin right, and. Right, um, right. You know, she's a far departure also from the kind of seductress character that we got with the animated series and you know other yeah. um, other kind other other series before this one. I love how you know how sarcastic she is, how insecure yeah. she is as well. You know what I mean? And like I said, there in the end, she kind of grows into herself, which I dug. But I, I really can't wait to see how they explore her character from there, right? And psych, well, other side characters like in the Legion of Doom, but all excellent. Being though, you know, points for being, you know, keeping that that Tom Hardy voice on purpose. Um, and then yeah. of course the cameos. I, I wish we saw more of like Lex Luthor, um, you know, Black Manta, uh, Riddler. There was a great moment with the Riddler as well too. I wish they, right. they, they did more of. Um, you even see the Justice League too, and if we kind of yeah. put of uh, of how they are, like this is one bit with um. But Superman and Wonder Woman is like, okay, well, you, you, you see this part, right? The Wonder Woman would, would finish his sentence back and forth. Um, I dug Batman, though. Um, I love that he wasn't just there to be laughed at or, you know, be like, oh, well, yes, yeah, it's a comedy. So, you know, yeah, like, he's still, like, he's still the Batman that we know, but at the same yeah. time, he kind of just that's, 
moves in this kind of way, like you really see yeah. like um and you see it also with uh with his relationship with um with Jim Gordon, right? Uh who always right. who comes off always tired, burnt out, you know, be drunk. I assume that's what he had like I assume is is alcohol he have in that cup and not coffee, you know what I mean? I just need back and forth between the two of them. <laughs> you know what I mean? Well, well, yeah, so, uh, so yeah, there's a great moment with him in the ending with Joker. But he say, um, <laughs> he says something. Goes, oh, I, I, I kind of angry that I'm pretty angry that I found out who Batman was. And yes. there's some other <laughs> parents with a with a with a, with a yeah. And yeah, with with uh, with parents, it's used something like that. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. They say, um, which is why um, they say, um, Batman replied, "That's really reductive." <laughs> yeah. <laughs> you know what I mean? That's another thing I love about this show, boy. How. Yeah. Smart it is, like it knows his characters yeah. inside and out, right? It knows that you know the, the, the law behind these characters, so we're just gonna right part of it. We're just gonna state the obvious about these characters, right? So you know what to expect, right? But we're gonna do it in a clever way. And you know, like I mentioned before, the writing is strong. I love the dialogue, and it's how real oh, sorry, well, not real, how modern and fresh it feels. You know, I was like, Yeah, we we, we know we kind of poke in front of ourselves, like we, we get it, we get it, but we're gonna do it in this really smart and clever way. And yeah, music yeah. I thought was cool, but if I just have one gripe, you know, is that I find like there's a particular piece of music they use every time there's an action sequence involving Harley. And it's a good piece of music, but I find that they use it a little too much. So it almost feels like a Saturday morning cartoon where you always hear pieces of music when certain things happen. Uh, it's like, all right, well, oh gosh, you, you could yeah. kind of do this a little bit better or a little bit more. They actually do that in the end. They actually extend the song a little bit more. But after a while, it's just like, okay, this is just the, the Harley Quinn fight song. So the only thing missing is power and wacky to be chewed up on the screen. Um, the storytelling was great, though. Um, I was a little held back at first where, like, in the last few episodes, where it started to follow a kind of a, you know, like a a narrative, not like an actual, like a two-parter kind of thing, right? Because at first I just think it was yeah. just like random adventures and it eventually would tie back to Joker. But like somewhere after the halfway mark, right? Because this is a 13-episode run. It starts to have this kind of... Okay, so each episode is leading up to something bigger. It's like a part of a big story now. So like what um, South Park did now, where instead of just doing like these random episodes, you just tell one story in one season. So they kind of do that halfway. Um, but it works so in terms of just bringing the whole conflict between um harley and joker together but yeah i mean not much more i could say i dug the hell out of this um the only way the only way you you like similar to birds of prey unless you genuinely genuinely hate harley quinn as a character you won't care for this at all but if you're if if you've been riding with dc animation for the longest while uh if you're a fan of dc comics if you love the characters if you know just enough about the characters for you to be like Hey, this is funny how they take the piss out of themselves. Then you'll have a blast with this, though. And um, I read it up here on, on Wikipedia. We're supposed to get in the second season in April the 3rd. Holy shit. So, wow. Okay. Really excited okay. for this one. So, I thought we had a week like. Yeah, I know, right? I, I thought we had a week like. like um, yeah, like I thought we had a week till what? Um, November. Because the first episode came out in, in the end of November, though. Like, I thought we had a week then. But hey, you know what? Uh, uh, you know I me. Mean? I'm ready. Bring it on. I can't wait to see what they do next. So for me, this gets a strong four out of five, man. I really, really dug yeah. this. Can't wait to see what they do next. Um, props to Katie Kuko and everybody. Yes, she kills it as Harley, but she has yeah. the voice. She has the mannerism. She has everything down. And you know, points to the, the voice actors in this. 
they did a terrific, terrific job with this way. So, yeah, um, like I say, unless you just genuinely hate that character, then by all means, and we we strongly recommend you check out Harley Quinn season one. And we definitely can't wait to see what they bring to the table with season two. Hope they keep the energy, keep the the strong writing, the great characterization, and of course the humor. I hope they just keep those things intact. All right, so moving along, well, we we stick with DC for a little bit again. Um, Superman Red Sun. And um, as I said at the beginning here, or well, the beginning of the episode here, I never read the miniseries. Well, it's a three-part miniseries. I only read the first issue last night, actually, because I think I watched the the movie just literally before we met up online, right? But I just read the first issue because I wanted to get the idea of what's going on, the story, how it's told, and all that kind of stuff. And... Well, I want you to just kind of tell us what the movie is about. But the story itself is really, really quite fascinating. You know, um, it's an Elseworld right. story, so it's basically like you know DC's exactly. version of What If. So, well, you know, what if this character didn't do this? So, what if this character was here, and how that how would that play out, right? So, while it is touching on a lot of like you know socio and political themes, it's not saying that oh well. This is kind of the reality of things. It's an assumption. It's a what if, right? It's not seeing yeah. the pointed fingers and whatnot, right? So don't don't take like like take the, the political stuff with a grain of salt. That's all I'll say. But um I do I really dug how they, they touched on um on historical events, right? It is um especially involving well the well um Soviet Union at that time, right? And just the place of a character like Superman in that world, you know what I mean? And I thought that was really fascinating. Um but from there I was really curious to see how they were going to adapt it now to film and well yeah we can now jump into the movie so ricardo what is superman red sun about right so basically it's just a yeah and so as i said elsewhere story a nice little water situation where basically what if superman landed in the soviet union instead of united states kansas right and basically grows up as a different person completely different individual as a, as the clark kent we know um grows up in, in with with well effectively soviet values and soviet ideas and you know he just he, he, because of the technology he has and what whatever happened um the trajectories of the earth the, the world plays out a lot differently um he grows up under stalin and he effectively rises in the ranks of the soviet union because of his superpowers and then effectively replaces stalin um to become the leader of the soviet union and so on and so forth. Then he, of course, has a rivalry with our old boy Lex Luthor. Yes. And things play out differently. You know, this world, uh, Lex Luthor is, uh, is with Lois Lane. Um, characters play out differently in terms of who's the Green Lantern in this world, who's the person in this world, who's this character in this world. And it plays out like that. Who one woman is allied with, so on, so on, so forth. And basically, they make a bunch of small changes, but for expediency reasons, they make these changes. Um, and yes. then they make one very big change. Um, Which um, I was glad because because uh, you mentioned this to me yesterday when we met up, right? Um, and I thought that okay, well maybe I had to read issue two and three to get. But it kind of right. happened in the first act, and I was like, holy shit, they did that, and it worked, you know. <laughs> right. Um, but I, but but yeah, I don't know, I don't know what you're talking about because I don't know what you're talking about exactly because the big change is at the end. Um. Oh, okay, okay, okay. Well, the, the change I'm talking about. Um, Involves a certain person power and what Superman did, right? In that situation, because uh-huh. in the book, if I, if I'm not mistaken, that person just kind of died of old age and 
Oh, no, no, oh, yeah, no, that's big like that. That's a change, too. Right, yeah. no, oh, right, they, they make, okay, I can argue they made two big changes. All right, so. Okay, okay, okay. This, but, uh, this, uh, this thing, what it did, it this, in the, the, the original um, comic, the comic is much more sympathetic to the socialist worldview. Because the way how they frame it to this one, it's, well, it's more pro, like, democracy and pro-capitalism in this one. They reframe a lot of the, 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 the ideological perspective because in this, they have it where they, they make it out as if, well, capitalism was winning the, the value war. And that is not the case in the comic, if I remember correctly. Um, in this, it's um, more like, in this, it, it was like, um, well, it, it was Lex Luthor and them take over. But when Lex Luthor took over, shit was still going bad for the United States. Yeah. Um, so that's how it was really, Lex was still jealous and thing. And it's only because of Superman making a mistake with, well, a big character that shows up later on. Uh-huh. So him make a mistake with that character. That's the only reason that um, his worldview is thing. And then the ending does the big validation of Lex Luthor at the ending. But to me, I don't know why they kept it. They kept it open. And it, they, they really try to keep it real pro-capitalist. I was shocked by that. Um, right. the, 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 the messaging of it and, and whatnot. So it's it was not a big problem because I thought that was a, is an okay change. Yeah. That's something because as you you mentioned, I don't get to get caught up in the in the political values of characters in a DC universe. Not really, right? So right. change doesn't really change the thing. They do change a big character's arc, and again, I get why they change it for expediency, which is Wonder Woman. They change her arc a lot. Big yes, big yes, yes. Which um. um well, uh, well, to be well, um, there there are a few moments in uh, World Evolved Wonder Woman which they lifted from the from the first issue actually, but there right. is a, a particular change that they make, and I was like, okay, I can live with that. But how they right. expanded it, I thought made sense. Uh, well, essentially, with her how, how she looks upon well men and you know violence that well I guess right, so, men so, I, guess, are I, part I think we, I think you can kind of spoil it because I, I kind of annoyed by dancing around this for something like this because yes, of the changes. Yes, yes. Uh-huh. So, like, so they make one woman, I think, outright gay in this one. Um, yes. While she had a relationship with Superman in, in the comic. Yes. Um, but they made well, a change it, with that. Well, in the comic, actually, um, what happened? Well, Stalin kind of persuaded, not so much forced, um, you know, Superman right. to to date uh, one woman. Like, right. if, we, if we unite, you know, we will be this big power now. Right. You know what I mean? And even Stalin yeah, was yeah. trying to hook up with... Uh, with uh, with uh, Wonder Woman's mom and, you know, shit like that. Yeah, that yeah. whole thing, right. right. Right, but it changed that completely. Um, but, and I didn't, uh, it's a change that, I get why they change it. It's a good change in a good sense, but then at the same time, because Wonder Woman arc didn't really fulfill what it could have done because of the, the ending, I, that didn't work either. But, but again, I get why they did. So this, you know what did? This ultimately suffered from the same problem that All-Star Superman had. But because All-Star Superman was a longer story, it wasn't as egregious. Which is, they made a bunch of changes to, to, to squeeze up the narrative, to squeeze in the narrative. They kind of got the gist of it, but it's still because of the changes, it kind of undermined the tone of the whole thing. And so yeah, I, didn't have a, I would I, agree. I would agree. Mm-hmm. But I didn't have a big problem with it in this. In, so in All-Star Superman, it really was a problem. But in this, yeah. not the biggest problem. Um, yeah, because personally, I still got the gist of what was going on though? Um, like, right. I, like I, I honestly, I could even though I didn't read the last two issues, I could tell that um, Superman's dilemma 
was way better, you know, explored here. Here in, in the movie, it's more like a decision, a decision, a decision. And right. you can kind of get why he will make that decision because of who he is as a character. But because right. the, the comic book itself spent a lot of time exploring who he is and this his relationship with other people, right. you know, it kind of made sense why he would make certain right. decisions. So here, I, I like, oh, you push me? Okay, well, I'm going to talk to you a little bit, but you keep pushing me? All right, I'm going to push back. Right. And then, consequence. So That's I what wonder- happened. Yeah, I was wondering why they would make. Uh, I was wondering if the, if the, if it was a little longer, if they could have like fleshed it out better. That's one issue. So instead of it being hour and a half, they could have probably pushed for two hours yeah. and make it look a little better. Because they made they made a big character change as well, which is um, well they made this is not the biggest character change, but they made an okay character change, which is something that we kind of accustomed to at this point, which is Jimmy Olsen. Yeah, um, yeah, they actually made black in this world. Like, what? Right, they made him. They kind of did the Supergirl thing. So I don't, but I, again, whether I already kind of accustomed it to it was not a problem. Yeah, um, but how it worked in the end, though, I was like, oh, I see where you, I see where you're going at. Okay, okay, okay. Um, and it kind of makes sense too because, um, all right. So because because you're talking politics and all that kind of stuff, they they want to allude right. to, you know, Obama. It's like, okay, well, right, this right. is what they want to touch on. They want to make it a little modern in this case because if it well because the original source material came out in 2003, so. You know, they were kind of touching on the, the war on terror, this idea that, oh, well, we have this big superpower, you know, we Superman's right. doing this stuff, so let's create our own Superman, which is what um, Lex Luthor did, called right, Superior Man, and let's a, battle him. So, think about it like US and, you know, that stuff there. Right. Yeah, I know it's in the comic. Right. Yeah. I thought, uh, yeah, all of that was in the comic. We didn't we did know that, because and effectively he made Bizarro, which I thought worked. That was a good scene. Yeah, yeah, it was, um, it was, it was. Um, and that fight but, though was 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 pretty kick-ass though. Compared yeah, yeah. to the like, comic, like the comic just kind of give you, oh well, this is how it turns out, blah blah blah. This one, yeah, you you got the fight, you know what I mean? That big epic fight scene that you expect right. from a from a war animation film by now, right? Yeah, right. And then um, Wellsboy, right? They, no, they made one big change. Well, a big character, even though again, it's a good change in my opinion because in the comic it was a little weird, like why they went in that direction with it, but um, in this it kind of. It to me just kind of made sense and was kind of straightforward. So in this one, they made um, Green Lantern change. They changed his arc. So Green oh, Lantern was okay. just Green Lantern was just a normal guy in this one. In the comic, right. it had this whole thing with again. I, I, this is what I remember. So, but somebody could correct me. But the comic, it had this whole thing with Green Lantern was like he's kind of like this weird mental person, and he went he created this whole mental space to survive in prison because he was isolated for years. And it had a whole weird thing about that. And that is why he was like the perfect soldier for the Green Lantern ring. Because he could create constructs in his mind so well. And he could train other people because... And it's this whole weirdness. And in this, they just, it's just Al Johnny, just a soldier. And they give him yeah. the Green Lantern ring, train with it. And he train others. They replicate the technology and that is it. I yeah. like that. That's yeah. a change. It, like, I get it in the comic. But like when you look... I, I remember watching back a second time. It was some real edgelord bullshit. Like, oh, he's such a badass. He created this whole mental palace prison in his mind and that is why he's such a badass <laughs> okay. like uh you can stop um, yeah. um what, the... what, what, one thing i like do um in terms of like uh well lex Uther, they keep the whole how easy he could he could come up with it, with ideas i thought that was really interesting in the comic where right. you know he could just take a show and oh my god i came up with an idea for to do this Which, and i just created this in a night you know what i mean but he kind of continue it here but not too an insane right. level how I felt was in the comic. Like literally right. every day he was coming up with some new shit there. Right? Right. But I like right. but what I like uh what I liked about that in the comic is that 
oh, with Superman being in existence, I was like, okay, now now my mind is being fueled on it. It's what I call with more and more things. And one right. day I will See? have something just as you know powerful enough to stop you. You know what I mean? So I don't. Right. I uh I uh I kind of had a problem with Lex in this. It was a little annoying because I I thought they had him doing the whole well I'm a genius and I'm seeing ten thousand steps ahead bullshit. I hate that. Yeah. I hate that, that kind of thing. But uh, they, really, they, really, really, was he ten steps ahead? That that um right, that that, that, that not really. <laughs> yeah, I didn't see that. I didn't see that. In, see, in, the, you know? in the comic, in the comic, it was like Lex was losing, like outright losing, and that's when he started. He was like even when he became president. No? And it's only yeah. because it's the ending that it kind of validates him. But this, this kind of frayed him as mostly a good guy in this one. Yeah, that 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 surprised me, you know, because I remember yeah. um, there was a moment in that that first issue where after the the Superior Man experiment feel he like gunned down some um the, the scientists involved though. That, like literally, yeah, gunned, yeah. well, you saw the aftermath, of course, right? But like, holy right. shit, okay, <laughs> you know what I mean? But right. you don't see that at all. Now. Just try to remember as. And I get once I, I I understand you know what I mean else will stuff oh um Lex is good now well good good you know what I mean shockingly good right. and then um then well uh, we gotta get to the big one uh what did they do with Batman right the big change yes, with Batman yes, yes. I, um, I, I well you know I didn't get to that point but um they, they they cut out the origin story entirely because there was another guy involved right um uh, with with Superman somebody who was working for Stalin who ended up killing these two well this family. Uh, sorry, this uh, husband and wife and his son was scarred by that and he would become Batman, right? So they just throw that out all together and they, they just made him um, the, the, the kid uh, prisoner, um, like Gulagna. And they did, they did the same thing with um, with Lana, who was right. the childhood friend of, of you know Superman back then. In the comic, I remember, she was just there with the two kids. I was like, oh, you have kids. All right, cool. But this was yeah. like, well, she was a prisoner and it's a great powerful moment right. where she dies. And that kind of inspires Superman to kind of right. see if will right so yeah yeah so they, they right so they made out yeah they made the change with their um they they made some change with batman because i, I can't remember exactly what it changed but this was roughly the same because right. same... but, but, but question he he had he had a group of guys who could him right because i thought he was just doing yeah 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 if i remember correctly other people was inspired by him it right, right. change it i remember it was he started by himself and then other people became Inspired by him to to to, you know, to um to battle Batner against right. Superman. Then the it had a whole like group of bat people that Superman take to put that thing in their brain or the, the lobotomy thing he was doing. And right. I um the change with Batman. I forget exactly what it changed with Batman, but it wasn't like I, I know some people hated it as reading, but it was fine for me. I thought it was like yeah, yeah that's exactly was fine. I, I had no problem. With that. I I understood where he, where he was coming from. Um, uh, maybe is his methods? Maybe he was a little too like I don't know. Like I, I, I get what he was going for. Like he just really wanted to wipe out um Superman. Uh, but maybe it's his methods or something. So like maybe that scene right. with him and um and Wonder Woman maybe rubbed some people off. But then again, I don't know if that was in the comic. But I thought that was like a really effective scene in my opinion. I don't know. Right. Um, yeah, so that's about it. I uh, okay, so to talk, just to talk about the big, uh, big, 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 big sci fi conceit that it changed in the ending, right? And uh, this kind of validates like to the ending, kind of, but it's a big, weird sci fi idea that I, um, I know I like the idea at the time, even though it was a kind of goofy sci fi premise and it's something that's annoying me at times. I thought it was a really clever idea, but I kind of glad they changed it, and it, because in some ways, it kind of leaves things open. 
for like if they want to have a kind of sequel to this, maybe if they could, it's a possibility. Um, so spoilers for Red Sun comic, not Red Sun cartoon. The movie. Spoilers, right? Spoilers, right? Right, so the big sci-fi conceit at the end of Red Sun is Krypton is Earth. Right? What? <laughs> right. But in the future, Krypton is Earth in the distant future. And Clark didn't go from an alien planet to our planet. He's a future human that came back in time from Krypton being destroyed. And then the big reveal is that you, that you learn that the lineage of Lex Luthor, right? Eventually, Lex Luthor start calling himself L. So every Lex Luthor's family descendants are calling themselves L. So it's something L, something L, eventually having a, a person called Jor L. So Lex Luthor is the All distant... Right, holy shit, holy shit. Yes. <laughs> Lex Luthor is the distant ancestor of, of Superman. So, that is awesome. That, no, right. seriously, that is really, really awesome. Jeff. Right. So what go on is like a big weird time loop thing went on now. And it's such a great weird sci-fi conceit. I don't know if it distracts from the story itself, but I just thought it was such a great weird ending. And it was cool. They decided to scrap that entirely. And I do think it's a good call, <laughs> to be frank. Even though I right, love well, it. Why, why? It would have been too much for it would be too right. much to, to adapt, like too hard or something. No, 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 not that. Because it was done in like a kind of quick monta- like quick panel form. It was like a thing to watch. Okay. But okay. what it did, what it did with that is that I thought it would have distract from the story. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because right. it, it, to, to be honest, it does have a kind of, oh, and by the way, you know, the right. aftermath, this is what, what really went on. Okay, but it kind of right. had nothing to do with all the stuff that happened before. I, I got I got right. it. I got right, it. right, right, right. And that's how I was thinking, thinking about the whole thing. And then ultimately, but the thing is, here's the thing, eh? They could totally make a whole story or, or comic. I don't, they never write a comic about it, but to me, they can make a whole story about the lineage of Lex Luthor and that potential future of Lex Luthor's, you know, being the distant ancestor of Clark Kent or something yeah. like that. Uh, don't, don't don't question. This is El Swool stuff, right? We still with that. Right. Right. Okay. Okay. Because I was thinking, because yeah. um, you know, if they decide to continue from you know the well, Death to the Superman with um Lex Luthor joining the Justice League, which they still have to continue. Like I was thinking, right. that could have been something to follow up right after Red Sun. But um, because of El Swool things, like well, you know, forget. Right. Oh, the thing is, although somebody had a, somebody might have to correct me. Um, I'm not sure if Krypton was it exactly, or is, or is it that it traveled to an alien planet because Lex Luthor's lineage spread out? Somebody could probably correct me. I think if I remember correctly, Krypton was it, right? Okay. Okay. Right. But anyway. Um, yeah. I, um, well, other than that, though, just just quickly, um, animation is decent to me as far as. You know, these shows go. Um, I thought that the, the, the storytelling, even though, yes, they, they made some changes, I thought was quite effective. It was quite engaging. Had me, you know, mean on board, checking out what's going on. Um, I like that they, they kept the whole, okay, we, we jumping from year to year, you know, from decade to decade. They maintained that. Right. Um, also, but I just wish that they kind of expanded on, um, this explored, you know, Superman's dilemma, you know what I mean? Because it was, in this case, it was just like, Okay, action reaction, a lot of action reaction stuff. Not so much the the decision process or the you know into making those reactions or these decisions. It was just kind of happened just so. Uh, the voice acting was pretty decent for the most part. Music was yeah great. But yeah, I do agree with you. This should have been uh, a little bit longer. 
Um, but then again, I think because of just the style of these shows, because right now the longest film technically they have is The Death and Return of Superman, but that was really two right. films that they put together, right? Which is Death of Superman and, well, Return of the Superman, or I think it's Rise of Superman. This merge into one two hour and 45 minutes, I think it was, right? Film it was, right? But yeah, so I don't know if ever they'll ever go beyond that one hour and uh, hour and a half runtime mark. I don't know, but they really should do. I really think they should go a little bit further. And especially with a story as fascinating as this, because this is quite a fascinating show. And yeah, they, they, they tell it well enough. They, they do a lot in hour and a half, but still could have been just a little bit longer. Like it needed to be a little bit longer. Um, right. but yeah, the idea the day for it was I, I thought it was pretty decent. Uh, it's not yeah, it the best, uh, you know, DC IBT movies I've seen, but it is one of the better ones right. personally. I, I've seen it a while, but that's just really because of the, the story, because of the story being as strong as it is, uh, because of like what Mark Miller, you know, respected Mark Miller, what he put to the team as far as the story goes. Yeah, the, the, the story is just so great that there's literally no way you can kind of fuck things up. Unfortunately, right. they, they, they did, right? It's just that, you know, they had to shorten things down because of time and, you know, pacing and all that kind of stuff. But they could have still have all those great stuff so, uh, stuff in it, you know, but just add a, a little 10, 15 minutes to really expand on that story. You know what I mean? Uh, right. But for what to it, I'll give this a strong chill out for the fire, man. This is actually worth checking out. Uh, I would say don't go in expecting like a ton of action in it, but it, it, it's. It's more story centered than anything else. So don't go in expecting like a ton of fist fights and action and stuff like that. Like it's there, there is action, um, but it's not about that. It's really about this really intriguing and really unique idea, this unique take on Superman. But because of how iconic this character is, you you, you think the show would have really stressed on hey, this is really something bad. You know what I mean? What would happen if he if he just went to the other side? His, his, his mindset, his whole ideology changed, right? But hey, at the end of the day, at least you have the source material. You can read that. I actually plan on reading those other two issues. I have a feeling I'm going to enjoy the whole thing as a whole, the entire graphic novel as a whole. But yeah, the movie itself is, is pretty decent. Uh, I would say check it out. So uh, what's right. your last take on yeah, meeting out? Yeah, I get this one at Kassam out of 10. It's pretty good for me. Um... You know, again, I, I was on the fence about a couple of the changes. Some of the small changes I liked. Others, they were okay changes, but they kind of undermine what the general original arc was. And some of the original arcs were quite, were quite good. So it's, that was a little annoying, but it was not a big problem for me. Um, as I said, I uh, felt they could have just done a little more with this. As I say, if it was like a 30 minutes longer to flesh out some of the better ideas, mostly to do with Batman and Wonder Woman's arc, it would work. Because the stuff with Green Lantern, I felt, was good enough. I didn't have a big um, problem with the change it did there. Uh, but I can imagine some people not really loving this. It was, I wouldn't say I was too, too let down from this. But even though I was super hyped about it, um, I wasn't too, too let down. But I just slightly let down. It was still fine. Though. Right, right. Okay, cool.
next thing's next. Uh, we have a movie that, um, yeah, literally I did not know about till yesterday. It is recording here. Um, a movie that you wholeheartedly recommended called VFW, right? Um, yeah, little did I know going in that, yeah, this is a tribute really to the Grindhouse era. You know what I mean? Uh, we've talked about it before on the, on the program. Uh, you know, we mentioned, you know, Quentin Tarantino and his fascination with that, with that era of, you know, filmmaking and stuff like that. Now, essentially, where, you know, it's these sort of like low budget, you know, films, exploitation films. You know, I mean, there's a lot of emphasis on gore, on, you know, like, you know, effects and stuff like that. So a lot of blood, a lot of violence, a lot of guts and stuff like that, right? And this right here is just a straight up tribute to, to 80s, you know, uh, exploitation films. While paying a little tribute to the, the you know the seventies stuff, especially like John Carpenter's um, Assault on Precinct Thirteen, like the whole premise of this is straight up Assault on Precinct Thirteen, and there's a little 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 reference to well, one of my all time favorite movies, Sam Peckinpah's The Wild Bunch, which yes, if yeah. you know your movie history is quite notorious for its um uh, its well then you know extreme level of violence. Uh, um, so I'll just run through what it's about briefly, because yes, the, the the premise is so bare bones, you know what I mean? Like I don't need to spend whole day talking about what it's about, right? So um it's technically set in the near future. Like they don't see it blatantly, but you can tell it's set in the near future, right? Um and what happened is that well there's this drug overdose, there's this new drug on the scene, well, uh this yeah. new recreational drug that they call hype, that's the nickname for it. A lot of people get hooked on it. So in this particular city, there's this guy who's like uh, running the, you know, he's a big drug dealer there. You know, he has his goons, you know what I mean? And they're all like, you know, just violent, you know, just evil motherfuckers, right? You know what I mean? They would hesitate to just kill somebody just like that, right? One day, um, this girl by the name of Lizard, that's a nickname, shows up. And, yeah. uh, well, prior to that, now her sister, who is this drug addict, she is killed by, well, the the, the leader, right? Well, the, the, the mean bad guy. Um, and then, well, she sees her dead body and she's like, no, nah, you know what I mean? She has to do something. So, of course, she doesn't really, she she's she not crazy enough to go and try and stop the bad guy. But she does sneak into his office. He well, the safe was open, and you see like about four or five well keys, you should say, of hype. So she steals it. She runs out. You know what I mean? The the bad guy sees it. He sends his goons out for. While all this is going on, we introduced to uh, well, basically the main characters. Well, the VFWs, right? So they are veteran veterans of foreign wars, right? That's what VFW means, right? And essentially. The main character is um, Fred Paris. He's played by Stephen Lang. Haven't seen him in a movie in ages. Um, and he just basically owns this this bar, right? This this bar where these old veterans just come in and hang out and have fun, right? Now, ironically, this is on his birthday, so like his friends come through. We introduce to Walter Reed, who's played by William William Sadler. Haven't seen him in a movie yeah, in yeah. ages. Um, we have Abe, who's played by Fred Williamson. Holy shit. This yeah. one's still alive, right? Wood. Yeah, uh, we, um, <laughs> character's name is Walter Reed. That's hilarious. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Famous, famous hospital. Yes. Oh, yes, yes, yes. Yeah. yeah. Uh, it, it was funny that Fred's name was Abe and the main character's name is Fred. It's like, okay, well, whatever. Right. Uh, we have Lou, who's played by Martin Cove, you know what I mean? And just right. all these old guys, uh, but you know, they, they are remnants of the of the uh of the Korea War of you know Vietnam right. of Desert Storm and all that kind of stuff. I know they're just hanging out, having fun, you know, we just fucking around and stuff like that. 
And like, cool, well, you know, when, when we finish up, we're going to leave, we're going to go to a titty bar, we're going to have fun. And then this girl runs in, well, Lizard runs in, these goons chasing after her. And, oh, yes, I forgot to mention, there's also this guy who uh, who is discharged uh, from the military. This young guy, actually, this young black guy, this young soldier, sorry. And he just there, you know, me just, uh, well, come for a beer, basically, just uh, rock back there. So, yeah. Uh, Lizard runs in, these goons follow blood and guts, uh, you know what I mean, limbs are seven, you know what I mean, all that kind of stuff. And then, well, of course, the bad guy realizes, oh, well, Lizard is, is inside this bar now, so let me just send me squad now to try and attack her. And yes, right. if you haven't picked up from it now, this is Assault of PC 13 right there where, yes, you have your main characters inside the yep, place, yep. and they all kind of have to defend themselves. And, oh, yes, well, last thing I want to mention too, it does have elements of 19 living dead, of course, right? You know, characters right. be pulled up in this place. They have to use whatever tools or whatever weapons they could find, whatever thing they can use. And yeah, just blood and just grindhouse fun ensues. Um, so, yes, Ricardo, you, as you recommended the show to me, uh, I just want you to, to, to kick off what you thought about the, the movie as a whole. What you thought about VSW? Yeah. It's a pretty goddamn awesome. The wild avatar scene. It was. <laughs> it, very, it, felt, it felt very. I don't say I don't say dated, but yeah, just it felt old, like an old. But, but that's, that's the point. It's supposed right, to be right. like like that that right. era, you know. Uh, the show that remind me of actually perfect example is a uh, hobo with a shotgun, right? Which right, right. Had, had like the perfect, perfect, perfect genesis. There was a, a, a which was basically around the time when the Grindhouse double feature movie came out, right? What. Quite a tarot, you know, that Robert Rodriguez was involved in. They had a contest, you know, making old Grindhouse trailer. Guy did who with a shotgun, he won. And the cast, uh, you know, the late Green Ruger Hoyer to play the lead. And, it, yeah. and even that itself felt like, you know, one of those early 80s exploitation films, you know what I mean? Those shows that the critics were like, nah, we should ban this because it's too bloody and too violent, I mean? So yeah. this one is kind of going for the 80s vibe, but it also kind of feels like it's steeped also in the 70s era, you know, in terms of just the, well, the characters involved, you know, having, having Fred Williamson in this alone, you know what I mean? It's like, yeah, we just want to have this feel as 70s, even though it's primarily 80s, you know, right now to the synthesizer music and the, well, the music that they use entirely, but it has that 70s feel to it, right? But, yeah, go on. Yeah, 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 no, yeah, it's, it's, it's this old grindhouse feel to it, it by work, a lot of the action was great, really bloody, loved it, um, especially there's this great, <laughs> great shot at the end that is like it's clearly a dummy, but it looked great. It got so brutal. <laughs> are we talking about? Yeah, yeah. Um, but uh, the the um, it it worked. It it, it worked for me. It's just simple, a simple story. Um, all the stuff with the, with the drugs and the old thing. It just and then eventually just to get to the, the just the grindy griminess of the the fighting and, and the action and that's what it was. It yeah. the day. So that is all you need. That that's it. That's it. Just tell your story, please the crowd, give you enough blood, guts, and yeah, just yeah. move on. You know, I mean the show is roughly an hour and a half, you know, I mean doesn't overstate yeah. welcome. It you know I mean it, it just did this thing. Um I was actually surprised that they got such great actors in this to like Stephen Lang and William Sadler and Fred Williamson. I was surprised that they get those folks that yeah, they think for yeah, something like this being so quote unquote low budget that they would get, you know, some Nobody's there. We need some, some. Uh, right. I don't want to say amateurs, but there's people that you never saw before. Like everybody else, primarily, like the you know lizard, the bad guy, the the tongues and whatnot. I've never seen them in a show before in my life. You know what I mean? 
But you think that right. a show like this, it would just be about these, you know, nobodies that are basically on screen. But no, you have big names in this story. I mean, not as big as all that, but still, you know who Fred Williamson is, right? You know who Stephen Lang is. So, so you know what I mean? So props to the filmmakers for at least getting them. Kind of thing. Just the casting really works for this, you know what I mean? Yeah, um, yeah. As I say, it it it. There's not much else to say other than that because they, they get a good thing. Everybody bounces off each other quite well. It's a lot of great dialogue. Yeah. Um, le- legit funny at times. Yeah, I uh, love it. Do like between the the the, yeah. old, the veterans themselves, it works. It yeah. feels real. Like you could believe that. Yeah, this could be like a Friday night. I assume it's a Friday night, right? Yeah, just them rocking back, talking shit. Like it feels authentic. You know what I mean? Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah I, I find it, they make it work. They make it work. Um, and I just had a lot of fun with this one. I didn't expect to, I expect to enjoy it as much as I did. And I was, I heard about it. I was like, wow, this is looking real hard. And I, I just sat on with it and just really enjoyed it. Love yeah. it. Well, well, for me, just just uh, just to continue with your praise because yes, I I dug the hell out of this movie too. Uh, this is totally right up my alley, because as much as we could talk about, you know, we love the the classics and you know the art films. I I have a soft spot for for grimy stuff like this, though. Just just mainly because it's entertaining. It's clearly meant for a certain crowd, and uh, I just love these revival, you know, uh, these kind of, sort of grindhouse or exploitation revival films. And you know, we like like Homo with a shotgun. You know, we like I like stuff like that. Um, I like that it doesn't take itself way too seriously. It's going for a particular tone. Um, yeah. I love the use of lighting in this one. They use a lot of like, uh, well, I don't want to say pinks, but they use like a lot of reds and blues a lot and kind of mix them ever so often too. So every time there's something bloody and gory, it doesn't, it's like it's there, but it doesn't, it's not too in your face. You know what I mean? Um, I would say like ever so often they will have like a, like a couple of scenes where they might kind of cut away quickly from a scene of violence or, you know, they might try to have the camera in such a way to kind of mask the fact that they're not working with that big of a budget. But for the most part, I thought that, you know, the, the violence works. Uh, some gore effects actually work. Some stuff that, yeah, you could tell is, you know, uh, well, you know, like a dummy, <laughs> clearly, but it yeah. works. Uh, it does go for gratuitous, but not too much, right? So that, that, like I was saying, they might cut away ever so often, you know, like... I think it's just on purpose, like just more of an economical thing. They're like, oh, we want this movie to be bad. Because no, once you know what you're going in for, it's not like you're going to get something incredibly controversial. This is not what they're going for. Uh, but I really dug the fact that we have these old guys involved. Uh, the mere fact that we have Stephen uh, Lang trying to do his best Lee Marvin, because right. when I was watching him, I was just thinking like Delta Force for a second, you know, be like how yeah. Lee Marvin's character looked there. So I could tell that's what they were going for too. And slight spoiler, yes, at the very end they do pay tribute to the armed forces. They're not just there in the movie to just be badasses, but it's like, well, I like that they touch on it also in this movie, where it's like, yeah, they did sacrifice a lot, they did go through a lot, they did suffer a lot. So you know, just the mere fact that they're alive and breathing, you know, we I mean, that's that's something to, to admire, you know, what I mean. But just because, but because in this situation, we uh, in this situation that they are right now, they're not just gonna, you know, call it quits or to the uh, give up. There, they're gonna fight. You know what I mean? So it's it's a good enough motivation for the characters to do what they do. You know what I mean? Um, but yeah, if you are a fan of this style of cinema, you'll have a blast for this. I mean, it doesn't do too much. Like it doesn't do anything incredible or out of the ordinary. It just gives you this simple premise. It gives you characters yeah. that you like. It gives you a, a body that, you know, ever so often would see something really 
uh, threatening. But at the same time, you know, he well, even the bad guy, though, I thought that he was great for what he was, uh, what he was given. Uh, yeah. I wish that they gave Lizard a little bit more to do, but you know, she was tough. She was badass when she was ready. It's a great yeah. scene where she jump on top of a guy and stab him, just stab him off repeatedly. I was kind of waiting for something like that to happen. Then what's happened? I was like, yes, that's what we talk about. Um, the young guy, the the young soldier boy. There's a great scene with him, and after the scene, they they, they call him a uh, dead eye or dead shot or something like that. Yeah, How yeah. he got that name though was kind of badass. But I I just rewind that. I was like, okay. <laughs> There's also a part that he was he was kind of like attacking that guy with his knee like real Muay Thai shit but how he yeah. does it was like whoa okay 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 so yeah like I say it's it's over the top it's insane it doesn't go too uh, uh, it doesn't go too over the top it doesn't go above and beyond the Call of Duty to be like the, the greatest show out there it's just simple entertainment I watch this on a Saturday night I would see this one the movies you can watch on a Saturday night uh, but just in general it, it has its audience uh I was so glad that I saw Fangoria, you know, what I mean? uh, in terms of like uh, the companies involved in this stuff. Yeah, this is right up their alley. This is a crowd pleaser as far as people who love, you know, grindhouse films, who love exploitation films. And I just kind of like the fact that you have filmmakers out there who just love this stuff so much that they will keep making films like that now, even though we are in the 2020s. And I would love to see more of that in the near future, right? So uh, for me, written wise, way. As a guilty pleasure, okay, yeah, this is officially my guilty pleasure movie of 2020. I go with a strong four to this one, uh, strong four to five for this one. Yeah, this yeah. this hit all the this 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 tick off all the right boxes. I get my enjoyment, you know, I mean it was to the point. I get my fix. I can't wait to see this again. I would love to to actually own this on Blu-ray. I love to see the behind the scenes stuff, like how they do all the gore stuff. And like I say, I'm just glad to have people out there that just willing to make dope shit like this. Right? I actually encourage filmmakers to do that. So, yeah. Uh, if you're a fan of that, definitely give this a look. If this is not your cup of tea, can I do it have yeah, detractors out there? Yeah, then, then yeah, definitely skip this. But, yeah, I dug the hell out of VFW. Ricardo, thank you so much for, uh, for recommending this movie here. Wow, this this actually made me Saturday. So, uh, uh, last words of rating on VFW. Yeah, yeah, for me, 8 out of 10, uh, great great film. I had just a ton of fun with this one. Uh, you know, fun grindhouse action, grindhouse, just the violence. I mean, just uh, shotguns, pistols, coke, you know, vans exploding. Yes. Right, awesome. <laughs> uh, yeah. I, I, uh, I, I really like this one as well. Yeah, 8 out of 10 for me. Right, right, right. And uh, last things last, a show that uh, I, I unfortunately did not get around to see. It. Uh, in my case, I was just... The curiosity, you know, we like was it as good as people will see it? You know, we well, people see it as good as far as a family movie, but you know, I mean, I was just like, but Sonic the Hedgehog, dude. You know, I mean, like, I know I shouldn't expect much, but it's another video game movie, and you know, the bit behind video, you know, the, the stigma, sorry, with video game movies that being good, right? But once again, I was hearing some good stuff, but I was hearing some bad stuff. Like, some people find it was a little too basic, a little too inoffensive like it didn't really do anything but other people were like yeah it's fun and you know jim carrey was funny and sonic was fun to look at at least he didn't look like how he looked with the first trailer he didn't look god awful right. there so it was good right but you know i mean i i just wanna like i want to see for myself unfortunately i didn't get around to it but ricardo uh luckily for you you did so yeah take it away uh what was sonic the hedgehog about and how did it play off for you 
Right. Uh, yeah. So basically, Sonic is from this other world, and some weird mother owl, mother hawk creature. Um, yeah, about yeah, no, that's the thing. They just kind of, I don't know where to get her from, but <laughs> yeah, know, right? she, she decided to, she, he always had his powers and she always was taking care of him and people are chasing after his powers. So she, she get him to use the rings to come to a planet and he gets stuck on earth years ago. So he's like a kid. That's what right. they did, was, which was smart. He's not an adult. He's a kid. Right? So okay, okay, like, okay. Yeah. well, it kind of right. makes sense. We all right. character reacts to stuff, right? Yeah. He's like a baby in thing. He's like a ba- like a like a toddler, like young, like about five in the in the thing. And then he moved to it and he spent like about about seven years or so. So he come up and he's like about thirteen or so in the in the story. Like just like you know a teenage boy. And yeah. then he's but the thing is he spent a lot of time on Earth alone. And he was like a, effectively like a what you call a cryptid now. So he's like a lot of people think he's like a legend, like Bigfoot or something like that now. This creature oh. that could lose. And then living in this town now, where you call it your boy James, James Marsden, right? Uh-huh. Yeah. So it had, a, like, it had one good reference that I liked, where if you know what Sonic is, S-A-N-I-C, Sonic is like a joke version of Sonic on the yes, internet. Yes, I, I, remember, I remember the image of that. Really hilarious right. image, by the way. Yeah. Right, right, right. So somebody, like the guy who was saying, who was like paranoid about Sonic existing, like a big critical looking for him now. Uh, you draw him like that now. Like, that's like a quick reference. It's like, oh, that's clever. That's like the only good, like, clever bit in this, in my opinion. Um, oh, really? Yeah, yeah, for me at least. So, what happened, boy? Um, basically, Sonic started running. He got kind of paranoid because he's playing baseball by himself. And he basically caused a blackout with his powers, right? He's, right. Because speed or whatever it is. And that, 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 was, tri- that was in the trailer, by the way. Yeah? Right, 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 right. And that kind of triggered the government to send Dr. Robotnik for them, played by Jim Carrey. Uh, Jim Carrey saved this movie. So I'll good, so good. Yeah. Performance-wise, he was great. Yeah. It was early, yeah. you know, um, East Ventura, you know, the mask, very, that, that era. Right, it's very cable guy. That's all I'll see. Okay, okay. Yeah, yeah, like, it's that. Crazy, and, like, like uh, wild, but also kind of batshit crazy, right. right? Crazy, but you get a sense of genuine menace from him at times. And, ah, okay, I, I got you, I got you. Right, and so they, they, they make that work, and then, um, so he's basically chasing, chasing him for a while, or oh, he, 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 I forget why he lost his paws, um, something happened to him, he lost his paws, so basically he just, he just had to get the rings, because he knew somebody was coming after him to go, so he had to go to the next world, now. and right. it had a, like, it had a real dumb joke where I hated, where he say, oh, um, it's a world with mushrooms, that I have to go get this world of mushrooms, and well, uh, this is not a, this is not a I, I, I kind of get, but right, like, Zamario, yeah, yeah, yeah. I this, don't know. Right. this was a kind of old running joke in, in the video game world where Dr. Rot- Robotnik looks like an evil version of Mario. You think about it, you know, it's always did. Um, yes, he's yeah. red and fat, and, yeah. and he had this big mustache. That, that was kind of the, the running joke about Dr. Robotnik. That's an old joke. Um, uh, right. they decided to play it up a little bit with this. It'd be, with the, you'll see with the ending. Anyway, and then he had to... Oh, what happens is that he, he lost his rings by accident. With the, because it's like a bag of rings, and the rings is like portals. So you could use the rings like a portal. Yeah, they come up with all kind of weird shit for the movie. And so yeah, he cl- needed, clearly, clearly. Yeah, he needed to go on a road trip with James Marsden 
to get to San Francisco because you didn't know where San Francisco was. And so you had to drive there. So uh, so they, they never really give a good reason why he couldn't run there. But whatever. I forget why he couldn't just run there because he, like, he got back his paws almost immediately. Anyway, they went on a road trip. So it's a dumb road trip movie. Uh, I forget the Black Gale name, but the Black Gale was like the love interest for James Marsden character. And then they had this Gale from, um, from Insecure in it. Um, the fat Gale, no, the big Gale, was thing friend. Right. She was in it. She was playing the sister. Uh, so he, he get to her and they get back to, they eventually get to San Francisco. Dr. Robotnik invents something to basically allow him to move as fast as Sonic because he, I think he tapped into Sonic. He take one of Sonic's quills now and he mm. uses the same energy. So when Sonic goes to speed, he'll go to speed at the same time so he could chase Sonic down and then they go back to the town and eventually they, um, Defeat Dr. Robotnik. It was just this kind of lame final fight. And that's about it. Oh, it had a nice little moment where you find out how Sonic gets shoes. Because he never had the red shoes and then he get the red shoes for a reason. And right. that's okay. Moment. The actress, young kid actress, was actually pretty good at the scene. And okay. it had some okay action. Same stuff from the trailers, mostly like the stuff where he could freeze time and so on and so. And I, the problem is that it shifts. Here's the thing. Sonic is a weird franchise. They could do all kind of bullshit with it anyway. But I thought they could have, like, go back to the core material, like, and keep it at least make it more like the games. So, he, like, he could be collecting the rings all over the world or something like that. But I kind of thought it was real. I kind of hated it. I thought it was too basic. I thought it was just kind of boring for me. Or at least it not for me in terms of that humor. Because, like, if it had people doing, doing um, floss dancing on a screen, I'm too old for it. Like I just gonna oh, shoot up. Say yeah, that. I, I heard it did that that shit. Like, yeah, yeah. That was like what 2018, bro. Like, whatever, whatever. Well, well, like, well, well, yeah. it 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 popular with the kids apparently. It's have, so in a mainstream sense, like kids all it it's designed for a young audience. But I don't know who's these young people who really like remember Sonic. So I don't know personally. As I'm I'm still in the camp that believe they have a Satam. They should make a Satam movie. Um, they made no mentions of the Chaos Emeralds. They made no mentions of any of the extra law. Like, it had a character in the beginning that looked kind of like Knuckles. Like, some of the bad guys in the beginning that looked kind of like Knuckles. So, fine. There's a, well, kind of spoilers for the post-credits. Uh, Tails makes an appearance. Um, that is it. Why am I that surprised? Well, uh, right. I think it was, it was a character um, from, you know, one of the famous characters that make an appearance. So. Well, it's, only, it's only Tails. Like, Tails is the only character you remember. Yeah, most people don't remember all the other characters, like the Crocodile or the Bat and all these other characters. Nobody gives a shit about them. Right, it's right. just Sonic, Knuckles. Sonic, Tails, and Knuckles for me. That's the only three I remember off the top of my head. Can't remember right, the others. Right, right, right. Yeah. And so they decided to just go with. I know the ending is is Doctor Robotnik got stuck in the other world by himself. So uh-huh. he's like okay, he world. So he's like, but he, in the end, he looking more like the Doctor Robotnik from the, right, the from, games from, from the game that we know. Yeah. Um. Right. What what I'm getting from this though is that you be it's okay. So I don't want to say it's like Super Mario Brothers. Actually, like I'm not saying that it's just like the Super Mario Bros., the infamous movie, but what I mean is like right. you're taking a, a, a game, right, that pretty much is basic. Character do this, character do that. There are obstacles in the way. If you don't overcome that, then you're dead, right? And then right. you just try to do a set of world building, a set of explanation, why things are the way they are, why Sonic doing this, why Sonic doing that. You know what I mean? I, it it just kind of becomes more weird and convoluted and just kind of dumb. But because That's you it. just have this I, light tone, it's like, well, whatever. It's Sonic, right? 
But it's like, right. so you don't need all this stuff, does it? I don't know. I don't know. I, I, they, they, they bring it the weird, like the mother all thing I don't get with the, the hell they get out from, personally. So I don't know where that come from. Somebody, some, look, me here's the thing, eh? I have not played a Sonic game, like, in earnest since the Dreamcast game. Like, that is it. Like, I, I was a big fan of Sonic 2 back in the days in Genesis. Big fan of Sonic 3 and Knuckles back in the days. I played a little bit of the Sonic 3D game for game for Saturn, I think. I think mm. Saturn had a 3D Sonic game. It's kind of crap. And I, I kind of stopped, and then I played the Dreamcast game. That was okay. And I just never get into the Sonic front. So I don't know, like, somewhere along the lines, one of those Sonic games, like, had a Mother Owl thing. The Mother Bird. And that's uh, it. So maybe I don't maybe know. there's a YouTube video that will, like, right. you know, talk but about it. Just, it now. I, like, I see a lot of people defending this now. Yeah, that's, that's what I thought it was funny. Like, pe- like yeah, okay, like, like, all right, if it's a family movie, cool. It, it has the audience. It's fun. But I don't mean it. Well, okay, just because it's aimed for for audience, for, you know, that, um, that type of audience doesn't necessarily mean it, it's good, you know. Because there have been numerous films aimed for families and they, they kind of suck balls, right? So, yeah, exactly. I was surprised with the reception with this movie. You know what I mean? It can't just be about the, the character design. Because, yes, cool. They fix it up. That's great. They listen to people. They listen to Twitter and whatnot. Listen to the, to the people. Great. But that can't, that can't be the only reason why this movie is, quote, unquote, good, though. You know what I mean? So, yeah. Yeah, yeah so uh, that's the thing. I, I just thought this was just so flat. It was not a funny for me. It it, again, it was barely entertaining. Nowhere near as engaging as, as the, the, the Pokemon movie, which I thought did an okay job with that world building. And I had a ton of problems with that, but I was still like, okay, this is this making sense now. At least in yeah, terms yeah, of the, yeah. the This was just like, just fell flat for me and then didn't, didn't work at all. I thought it was just kind of boring and, you know, it had moments. It had some ideas. I was okay. Like Sonic, Sonic being alone and kind of a, a, a stand-in for like little children who just had to move around a lot and that kind of thing. And the right. loneliness stuff was kind of interesting as a character, but that was about it. Um, again, as I said, Jim Carrey saved it because he just had some really funny lines and moments. It's, but I know some people who thought he was like absolutely annoying, but I thought he was fine. Um, right. And that's about it. I don't know. Like, who's these people who are really defending this shit? I find this was some, some real basic shit now. It's just yeah. like, oh, that's like, okay. That, I, 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 I suspect. <laughs> Sorry, yeah. go on. No, I, I just think it, it does, it set up for sequels clearly because it did well. It made money. They're going to get a sequel. But right. if they do a good job with the sequel, it's fine. But this was, this as it is was like just nothing for me. I didn't really have much going. Yeah, I, I suspect by, not even by year's end, but probably about October, November, people will, will start to realize like once it come out on home media. Yeah, and yeah, I, I suspect that people will put this amongst the worst movies of this year. That does not be saying that the movie is trash. I haven't seen it for myself, but I but from what I get from you, it, it kind of is. But other people, people, I, I have a feeling, sorry, that people will kind of warm up to it and be like, yeah, this movie was kind of shit though. Yeah, this is one of the worst yeah. of the year. But then they well, kind of defend it now because, well, it's it's out now. It's finally out there and kids could go and right. see it. And, well, we didn't right. see it so, for Valentine's Day, so it's kind of like, well, it's a little distraction for the kids now, you know what I mean? Right. The only explanation I could have for only kind of explanation I can have with, with, with the success of Sonic, or at least people hyping up Sonic as it is, is that there, there's a political dimension to it. And what I mean by that is that, that Birds of Prey came out at the same time, and, you know, it had a sort of stupid backlash of Birds of Prey now. Mm. And people use, like, they weaponize Sonic 
to say, oh, well, Sonic do better than Blood Supreme because Sonic is our, a proper movie or some bullshit like that. Like, this is how you should do a, an adaptation to geek material. Like, I got a little bit of that, but even that is still, like, nothing. You know, it's yeah. kind of like people who decide to weaponize the Orville against Star Trek Discovery. It's like yes, that. Yes, yeah. It's and you know, as you as say, um, say Birds of Prey, I have a feeling, even more ironic, right, that Birds of Prey might show up on some best of lists, actually, come to think of it. Birds yeah, of I, actually, I, I, I definitely yeah, look at those and I have a feeling, too. Birds of Prey, for what I thought Birds of Prey had, had some problems, but I find for what it was, it was fine. Like, it, it yeah. did a lot of the things of it. Clearly, they clearly, like, had some trouble with the script and tying stuff together. But I thought Birds of Prey was fine, but this Sonic stuff was just so basic. It really felt like something out of 1997. It felt like something I was watching in 1996. It's the same thing. It's just the modern special effects, they pull it off, right? That's it. Yeah. Um, I wonder if but that's, I, that's the reason why people like it so much, because it feels like something from the 90s. You know what I mean? Like, yeah. perhaps. Or maybe. So, and, and, you know, as still, I say, that, that's it, just, that's still not enough. That's not enough. Right. I don't yeah. know. Maybe. I, 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 I just, I just see it for myself and say, you know, I just see, sorry, I just see, see what it is that people see and to make it have it make sense as it is. Um, but I, I just, just, this was nothing for me. I don't know. Yeah. No, but, but I mean, I, stick, stick, stick to your reason, Dred. Stick to your reason. Yeah, don't believe what other people say, Dred. I mean, if, exactly, if you don't right, like exactly. it, you don't like it. I have a feeling right, if I watch exactly. it. I probably will hate it more than you do, you know what I mean? Right, right. Yeah. But, so, um, um, but what's, what's your rating and, well, last one? Yeah, uh, I get us, I like, a, oof, yeah, just get us a straight to see it. Um, uh, that, that's where I would it, have gone to see it anyway, but, you know. Yeah, yeah. Well, to me, I just, I just thought it was not really worth your time all that much. I did just, it, I don't know, it, it, it felt like a colossal waste of my time, Frank. I, I didn't, I didn't, um, it was not engaging. It had some moments. I suppose if I was younger, I might have liked it. Maybe. I ain't sure. But I, it, I, I didn't have anything going on. I thought they could do some interesting world building. They could really flesh it out. Personally, I, like, I'm super biased, but I really want them to make a Saturn movie. Like, if they make a Saturn movie, it would have been good. But whatever. I just mean. Right. Last things last, though. Uh, well, one more thing I should say, right? As far as video game movies go. Because, yes... I, 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 I can't end this off without, you know, asking the big question, Jed. You know what I mean? Amongst the, the many attempts at making a, a, a pure, true, you know what I mean, unfiltered video game movie, is Sonic the Hedgehog one of the worst you've ever seen? Nah, I can't say that. It was just too, too it was fair, it was in the middle for me. I can't say it was one of the worst or one of the best. Pretty in the middle, but uh, in the middle means still bad, so whoever. Yeah, yeah. All right, I, I can live with that. All right, so with all that being said, Ricardo, where, where can we find you online? I'm at RMADDY on Twitter. That's at RMADDY on Twitter. And then you can type in Ricardo Medina on Facebook. You can find me there. All right, on Twitter, you could find me at Bear Beat Bailey. On Instagram, you could find me at Bears Beats and Bailey. Um, and I'll put the link to those below, of course. On Facebook, you could find me at. Uh, Machi Bailey, along with a legally black, uh, sorry, along with a legally black blog, official fan base, where you find a link to this podcast, as well as the ones that you've done over the past five seasons, including retrospect reviews. And uh, before we part ways, uh, stuff to look forward to. Um, I saw Guns Akimbo actually came out. Um, I wanted <laughs> to check that out um, last night before Antenna's recording, but you told me about VFW, so I was like, all right, I'm going to just check out VFW. So I will make the effort to check out Guns Akimbo. I actually. Pretty, I really enjoyed the trailer and just how weird and scene it was. But I heard some drama about the director and some tweets about some 
some writers, some of of African American descent, or some kind of some kind of drama was going on with the director. Some big controversy. Right. I don't know if that'll affect things, my enjoyment of the movie, but you'll see. Uh, TV, we have Castlevania season three. Right. Yeah, really, really excited for that. Yep. I really can't wait to see where the story goes from there because I think season two kind of stopped where it's like, well, they could have just ended right there, but we get more, so I want to see what happens next. Uh, theatrical, as far as theatrical movies go, we have Onward. This is the newest um, Pixar movie. Um, I will go in kind of partly blinded like i don't really know much about the story but i have a feeling i'll enjoy it. maybe not as much as other pixar films but i hope to enjoy it just because it's pixar and you know you expect a, a quality from them for now and of course the invisible man which i've been hearing nothing but nothing but great things about it i mean one of the best horrors of the year you know what i mean um once i could get past the whole psycho x thing I, I I could I, I may end up you know totally agreeing with well, um, I want to see what they do. I want to see what they, I really want to see what they're gonna do with it. But I hear in goodish news, right? I hear in goodish news. It's only only you know to make you know. I just want to see what they're gonna do in terms of making sense of it. I, I get if you don't, it might not be as good as as people making it out. But I hear that right. it's more atmosphere and style over the actual narrative. Now. It's one of those. And ah, the guy okay. who did upgrade to a height. Yes, yes, yes. Which I need to watch over though. Like, yeah, shock. Yeah. Only watch a show once. I enjoyed, yeah. even though the there was a little issue at the end that, um, yeah, kind of brought it down for me. But I enjoyed. It. I, I I love the style. And yes, once again, going for that whole grindhousey cult film kind of vibe, kind of stuff, right? But yeah. Um. So yeah, I really can't wait to see what he brings to the table with um with the Invisible Man. So you can expect our reviews for that in the next episode. And yeah. yeah, that's pretty much about it. So once again, guys, good morning, good afternoon, good evening, good night. Whenever you listen to this, this was Machibelian. Ricardo Badino. And we're signing off from another episode of Bears Beats and Bailey. So until the next one, take care. Peace. Some old ill real shit like this. One time for the mind. I can visit one time. And I, 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 I,